and welcome to GM the GM. This is a podcast all about everything to do with escape rooms, but from a games master perspective. Today is very exciting because I have two other games masters with me. Hi, guys. Hello. So I've got Katie and Simon with me today. They are both games masters, and we are just going to have a little games master chat around the table. I've got a few questions to ask, but yeah, we're just going to dive in really and just chat about what it's like to be a games master. So Katie, first of all, do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, my name is Katie. I'm a games master. I've only been a games master for, I think it's four months now, but I love it. <laughs> it's so much fun. Okay. And Simon? Yeah, I'm Simon. I uh, work as a game master part-time at weekends around my uh, nine-to-five office job. And, uh, yeah, the thing that keeps me going is how much fun it is. I, I often have to remind myself that it is, in fact, a job. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's not so, uncommon for me to have, like, two or three weeks go by without actually having a day off. And then I get really tired and I'm like, oh, I should probably yeah, rest a bit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Good. That's good. What attracted you to being a games master, first of all? I was just looking for a job because um, I was taking a gap year. I was looking for something to fill the time. And I was looking at like a lot of retail jobs. And I worked in retail before and it was a job, but it wasn't fun. And then when I was looking on websites, I saw a post come up about being a games master. And I, d- I just saw the job title. I didn't even think about what it was. I saw that the job title was games master. And I was like... I know I'm going to want to do this. (laughs) So I clicked on it and found out I was working in an escape room and escape rooms were already something I loved. And yeah, I applied, got the job and loved it. (laughs) I mean, that's history, as you say, yeah. (laughs) Cool. How about you, Simon? Uh, Well, I actually had no idea what an escape room even was until uh, some friends of mine told me they were building one. And so... I found out what it was. It sounded really interesting. And um, when they finished their first room, I came along with uh, with a bunch of friends to play it and had a great time. And when the second room was built, we did the same thing again. And uh, then they said to me, do you want a job? <laughs> and uh, as it happened, I uh, I'd not long started in my uh, office career, so had weekends available. And my background before that was actually working in casinos. So uh, I was quite used to running games and the customer service environment. So managed to slip quite easily into the, the flow of things here. It's, as you say, from then on, it's just been history. I've been working in the uh, escape room now for just over two years. And it's, it's really great. I, love it. I can't recommend it enough. So what do you love about it? What's, what's the best thing? I think it uh, relates a bit to... My other big hobby of Dungeons and Dragons, where like it, there's a game for people to play, and I get to watch the new and inventive solutions that people come up with for the the problems that we present to them. There's always going to be a group that does something that you've never seen before. Yeah, yeah. Right. and I've been a games master for quite a few years now. And still people do come up with new ways of doing stuff. And it's great. It's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But it's fun. (laughs) I think it's so much fun when you're sitting 
in a control room and then a team does something and then you just kind of like share with the other games master. Not a laugh. It's, it's fun. It's great. <laughs> it can it can also be a bit frustrating <laughs> when you watch people connecting dots that aren't there repeatedly. Um, but yeah, it's ups and downs like anything, isn't it? Uh, and yeah. In some in some ways, you feel like you're in the room there with them, sharing in their frustration at the not being able to solve the puzzle, and then sharing in their elation when they finally get the solution. And you know, I've been literally just like yes, fist pumping <laughs> at the at the screen, and like you know, go on, you can do it, like cheering them on. It's it's a weird thing, if I'm honest. It is, it's it a- is, isn't it? I think I've mentioned this before on an episode. Yeah, I think one of my my early episodes, I said, sometimes when you tell people that you're a games master, they don't know what it is. So then I try and play with them a little bit. And I'm like, well, basically, I lock people in rooms and then watch them. <laughs> but I do. That's what we do. <laughs> but it's just fun that if they don't know what a GM is, then then you can just watch their face yeah. be like, what? <laughs> See, I've always just tried to explain normally, but I might start doing that. Do that, now. yeah. That sounds like so much have, fun. Have a little fun with it. Um, I think one of the questions I get asked a lot is, by players, after they've played, is, oh, you know, do you laugh at the screen or do you shout at the screen? And you kind of touched on it a little bit there. But, yeah, we do, don't we, sometimes. But not quite as often as they think, I yeah. think, because they don't quite appreciate that we do it all day every day mm. I know you mm. just said that you're part-time but still you know you do it a lot and so it, it's quite a lot of the same stuff isn't it but then every now and then you do get certain teams that you're really rooting for or certain teams that are really frustrating yeah. and therefore you might yeah. shout or like there, there, there are certain puzzles that uh, take some number of steps to go through and uh, yeah, when you've got when you know that a team is on the right path and they just need to keep going, you can kind of just tune out a little bit and like you know just keep a vague ear out for a certain keyword, which means they've done it right. And it's like, okay, right, what are they doing? Yeah, oh, yeah right, they're up to there. Okay, probably about another ten minutes, and then they'll need a clue, I imagine. Right, good. <laughs> yeah, in some ways it can be a bit dull sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I had a, a team the other day that had played about 250 rooms and they set a record, but unfortunately they were quite boring to watch because they literally <laughs> just solved everything really quick. No, not even really any process going on in their brains, you know, just, oh yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, this does that, that does that. Yeah, that does that. And that was it. The room was done. They even did a couple of puzzles. I looked away for like a, mi- a minute, maybe not even a minute, and come back and they'd unlocked something. So, um, yeah, it was great in one way because I love seeing people set a record. But it was quite boring in another way because they didn't really have a lot of excitement going on. It, was, it all seemed quite routine to them. Well, at the end of the day, it's more about the customer's enjoyment of the experience what? than ours. <laughs> I know this may this be is shocking. new information. <laughs> shocking to discover, I know, but yeah. You know, customer See, is I, the important part. I still don't think I've had a game where I've found it dull. Like, now you wait. Yeah. I know, I know I will, but I just, I just love that it's been four months at every game I've run. I've just been like, this is great. This is so much fun. It is. It, it is. is. Yeah. I mean, I'd still, even if the game is a bit dull, I, I would still much rather be doing that yeah. than anything else. 
the more and more and more that you do it, you just yeah. you just do see quite a lot of the same over yeah. and over. Definitely. So that's just going back to like what the customers say. Oh, I bet you're, I bet we're hilarious. I bet you're laughing at us all the time. And I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> not always. Sometimes. See, I think I had a great introduction to it because I think it was the first game I ran by myself. I had a hilarious team. Like they were so funny. Like I, I literally said to them afterwards, you should run a podcast because they were so funny. Like if they just sat in a room put a microphone in the middle of them and just talk. They'd be hilarious. Really? Yeah, so I think running that game was just so much fun. So it was such a good introduction to oh, that. brilliant. Yeah, some of the things that players say is quite hilarious. Yeah. Have you got any uh, one-liners? Because I often get asked that, you know, what's the funniest thing you've heard? Does anything spring to mind? Spring to mind? No, if I dredge my mind, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I once had one, and I don't think I've said this in a podcast. I think I put it on my Facebook page, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. But they were just having to spell spell out a word. They were solving a puzzle which gave them a word, and somebody was writing it on the board, and the player just went, M, and the lady went, M or N, and he went, M for mother. And she was like, okay, the next letter, N. And she went, M or N, and he went, N for not mother. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that before, and I just thought that was quite good. I mean, how many times do we hear, I think we have to open these locks? (laughs) It's always, I think there's something inside this box. (laughs) It's like when someone, I, I don't know why, but I get it so much where people pick up a lock or they pick up something in the room and they're like well this is gonna have some relevance (laughs) it's just yeah think you're in an escape room it's probably gonna have some relevance (laughs) one thing i see people do which always makes me scratch my head is when they try and peer through the cracks to see what's on the other side Mm -hmm. of a locked panel Mm -hmm. i'm sure you've yeah seen it as well every time i'm just like why are you working so hard to gain this tiny little view which you can't do anything with <laughs> until you open the lock? Surely. Yeah. It just it boggles my mind every time and yet it keeps coming up. See, there's a lot of things when it's they're doing something and you're just thinking, while well, you're running the game, why are they doing that? But then I put myself in that environment and I do all the same things as players <laughs> when I'm watching games and I'm like frustrated at it or whatever. I do exactly the same things. <laughs> yes, I've noticed, Katie. <laughs> we, we have played a couple of rooms together uh-huh. before and, and yeah, you you warned me that would happen. <laughs> I was prepared for I it. I did warn you in advance. And still, when it actually came time to it, I was just like, what? <laughs> I but, just get, you know. I get very excited. So yeah, I think yeah. I forget a lot of logical things when I'm in escape room. It's right. It's all, it's all about the fun time. You don't need logic in an escape <laughs> room. It's your time. Plus, we have managed to gain a good number of running jokes out of this. <laughs> a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. I think, um, though, it can be a bit easy sometimes to be quite judgmental yeah um and then I always think you have to just bring yourself back to the beginning and think right what was I like in my very first escape room because most players still have only done none yeah or one or two mm-hmm. and then you just have to think right 
yeah, okay, I've seen this a hundred times, but they haven't. Yeah. So, all right, they might be making really random connections and joining dots that aren't there, but they don't know the game like we do. Yeah. And we do make the mistakes as yeah. well. Oh, my God, I was late to an escape room, and oh. I was just like, <gasps> You were late. I, I was late. I was late. I was late. I know, I know, I know. Listeners at home, you can't see the look <laughs> I'm giving her, but let me tell you, not a good one. Oh, I didn't. It wasn't fun. I hated it. I was like, I'm so sorry. I've broken my own rules. Well, at least, you, at least you told them you were sorry. Of course. Much better than the people that show up late and don't even acknowledge it. Oh, yeah. And then ask to use the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> See, only four months in, Katie, and you are like, yeah, teams that come in late and then all want the toilet. It is. I think that is the biggest one for it most is. GMs. It's, it's just like, like, if you need Arr. the toilet, show up early. <laughs> yeah. That's why you show up early. <laughs> I mean, that's not why you show up early, but... Well, it, well, it is. It, that's it, why it most reasons. escape rooms yeah. ask you to turn up early. So you have time to do the toilet, put yeah. coats away and do the intro. But no, actually, the last couple of points we've been talking on here remind me that uh, I have actually... Um, Become a slightly better games master as a result of this very podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, no, the, one, of, one of your earlier episodes you mentioned about like you know things for players to bear in mind and things for GMs to bear in mind. And uh, yeah, both of those episodes had uh, a good few nuggets in there that I was uh, enlightened by. Oh, yeah, kept in the back pocket. So, can you be specific or? Um, no. What you were speaking about just now, about like, like that frustration that you're feeling when you know the answers, but they don't know the answers and trying to remember to put yourself in their position of like, you know, yeah. not having that experience. It's like, when I was listening to that episode, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I get that. All right, yeah, I should probably put that into the mix somewhere. Calm so, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is fine. I think I've said quite a few times that if you are quick to stress or quick to get frustrated, then this isn't really the quite the right job for you because mm. you just would be shouting at the screen all the time and it wouldn't be very fun with yeah. it. Mm. And not pleasant if you're in if you are in the same room as your other games masters, not fun for them either. But um you touched on something earlier actually. You said sometimes or was it you, Katie? You said sometimes we talk to each other and say, Oh, look yeah. what they're doing, isn't that yeah. funny? Yeah. <laughs> That's something I've not covered on. I don't think, on, <laughs> on any of my previous podcasts. So, yeah, a little behind-the-scenes nugget is that we talk to each other yes. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and share the silly things that you're doing. Especially or, if you're in a room where you're in, like, a versus mode environment. So if two teams are playing in identical rooms and they're racing against each other, if there are games masters that are running both of their games, they probably talk a lot oh, yeah. <laughs> during yeah. those games about what their teams are doing. I mean, we haven't mentioned this so far, but you and I actually work together, Katie, yeah. and have run versus mode yeah. games together. And yeah, we're very much like keeping each other Definitely. informed of what's going on in each of the rooms. <laughs> Not only to track the progress of the, the teams, but also sharing funny little yeah. moments. <laughs> like, oh my God, you won't believe what this guy just said. <laughs> And sometimes it's not just funny moments, sometimes it's like really cool moments. Yeah. Like if a team is really far ahead and you're only 10 minutes in, then we're just like, oh my god, look, they're on this box already and it's only 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes when they do really weird things, you know, when they make a puzzle that's not there. Yeah. And sometimes it's really surprising. It yeah. happened to me really recently and I just turned around and told 
the other GM that was in the room, I was like, they've just done this with that and got numbers this way. And I've never seen anyone do that before mm-hmm. in almost two years of running the game. Yeah. It was just like, whoa, amazing. What thing that players do do you hate? Where me and Simon work, we give clues, like vocal clues. So in the rooms, there is a hint personality that we speak through. So we interact directly with the players. And I think it's always frustrating, especially at the beginning, when you're explaining stuff about the room and you can tell they are just not listening. They're all talking to each other. They're all picking up the stuff. They can clearly hear you but they're just not paying any attention to you. <laughs> I think a lot of the time it's because they assume it's a recording. Yeah, that's true. It's only when you actually respond to something they've yeah. said, that they twig, that there is actually someone on the other end. There. See, even sometimes when I do that, they still completely ignore it. Like, I find that that's usually only at the beginning, more often than not, because I guess it's just going into the escape room, you're yeah. really excited, you're getting started, you're getting everything sorted, which makes sense. But... I have, I still have had it a couple times where you say something to players like halfway through an escape room, they just completely ignore you. Yeah. And I think that that's the only thing that actually frustrates me is yeah. when people just ignore what you say. Or if you tell them a rule and for some reason they think you're lying to them. Oh my God. <laughs> that's so annoying, it isn't is. it? Because why, that why would you do that? I don't know. <laughs> that, that happens in the instructions, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, like before they even go in the game. Yeah, because even not as the hint personality, if you're just explaining something, like a rule about the room, before they go in. Yeah, And yeah. then they and go in and you just immediately see them do it. And you're just like, did you not listen? Yeah. Even before that, for me, yeah. I find it more annoying when you're explaining the rules to people in your instruction and then someone just goes, yeah, right, she's mm-hmm. lying. You know, or, or right to your face. Yeah. Oh, I've never had oh, that. Oh, I get that all the time. Oh, no, I, I really? One, I did have one recently where uh, it was a, an older lady. She, uh, yeah, did actually say, like, oh, maybe we can try using this key again. One of her teammates said no. He said it was single use only. And she was like, yeah, but, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> The very, the very idea. Yeah. So wait, though, hang on, back up. You've never had anyone say it to your face, like in the introduction. Think so. I don't think so. Oh my god, that happens to me all the time. I think I might have had it. I think I may have had it once, but I can't really remember. I yeah, you're sort of saying right. You don't need to force anything. You don't need to touch anything marked with a red cross. And they're like, oh, so we need to touch everything marked with the red cross. I'm like, no, no. I and then they're like, that. oh yeah, but you, what if you're misleading us? Yeah. No, I've never no. had it. I've never had someone say it directly to my face, but oh. I've definitely experienced it when people first go in the room and they immediately do what they told you not to. And yeah. Then, like as the personality, I say something like, "Didn't I warn you about that?" Or yeah. like, something like that, and then either they'll listen to you or they'll they'll ignore you again. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's the only time I genuinely get frustrated at players is when they just completely ignore what you told them. Yeah, I think that that is a common one amongst all games mm-hmm. masters. I think. Talking about the hint personality, though, I do like the opportunity it gives you to interact with your team. If, if you've got the right team, you know, there, yeah. there, occasionally you'll have teams come through with, like, one or two members who really take a shine to the hint personality and, like, end up just conversing with them as if they're another player in the room with them. And, uh, that is, for me, the most fun. Yeah. yeah. When, when you can... Yeah. Really, really lean into the character with someone. Yeah. Uh, 
Because a lot of the time people are just focused on doing the room. Yeah. So they don't spend like loads of time interacting with you. But mm-hmm. um, that, that reminds me because one time I was running a room and it was around Christmas time. So like traffic was really bad. It was really busy all around. And I think it was a group of four people or five people that were meant to be doing the room. And it was already like time that the room needed to start for the next game to run on time. And still only one person had showed up. So one person started the room by themselves. And he ended up doing about 20 minutes of the room by himself before his friends showed up. So like, obviously in that time, he was just talking to the hip personality and we were just like having a chat. And it was so much fun to like properly get into the character of the hip personality and just have a chat with the people because I'd never been able to talk so much with people running the room. So Mm. that was just so much fun. Yeah, I uh, played a room on my own once and it was fantastic. I loved it. But the guy who was running the room said to me before I went in, can you please talk your thoughts out loud so that I know what you're thinking so that I can help you if you need it? And I did need quite a few clues. I'm not going to lie. You know, I didn't manage to solve them all on my own or anything. But that was an odd experience going around the room and just saying, okay, so I'm going to look at these shelves now and I've found this box and I don't think there's anything else on the shelf, so I'm going to walk away and uh, just uh, have a look and then and then a little hint would come up, like, check the shelves again. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, thank you. I'm just going to go check the shelf again. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you have to just narrate everything yeah. that you're doing. That sounds like so much fun. It was, it was brilliant. <laughs> I really I loved it. That. I feel like I'd be really self-conscious saying all of my thoughts out loud though because I definitely have some dumb thoughts (laughs) that's something I find quite common from players Mm -hmm. they'll look really worried and they'll get that worried look on their face and I'll just think oh it's a first time player Mm -hmm. you know they've got that nervous look but occasionally when I say are you okay you know what what are you nervous about and they'll say looking dumb or just looking stupid I'm scared I'm gonna look stupid you know I'm not gonna be able to solve the puzzles that never even crosses my mind (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah me neither no, I don't care yeah, I, I think, literally don't care I think that I I mean I haven't played an escape room with you Gemma but um, I've played escape room with Simon and I think that generally you have good ideas Why? Yeah. oh thank you I feel like when I'm saying my ideas in an escape room because it's like just as a person I'm not good under timed pressure so especially when it's an escape room that has like a big clock on the wall that's counting down I have very weird thoughts <laughs> so I think I don't usually stop myself saying that. I will say uh-huh. yes your thoughts are weird <laughs> but they come thick and fast mm-hmm. whereas you, you say my my ideas are usually a bit better they don't come quite as frequently yeah. as, uh, as as the ones that you come up with do. So, you know. It's probably just a case of me saying literally everything that comes to mind just in case it, yeah. like, makes something spring throwing, up in someone else's throw, mind. Throwing up at the yeah. wall and something will stick. Something happened to me recently. I went in to see a team after they finished playing and I complimented them on something because they found something exactly when they needed it. And one of the guys said... I saw that earlier in the game, but I didn't say anything. And I said, well, why didn't you say anything? Or why didn't you get it? So it was a, it was a hidden object and they'd seen it, but they didn't get it. And they thought that it was like the end of the game. 
because they had this particular objective to achieve and and he thought it was the that was the end of the game wow. so he was like I saw it but I didn't say anything to the other players because I thought it was the end of the game and I didn't want to ruin it for them and I was just like right a give us a little bit of credit we're not just yeah. gonna hide the end of the game like in relatively plain sight yeah, that would be pretty. and b just <laughs> say everything why would you not explore that he was like bless him he was being really sweet like yeah. he genuinely cared and he was like I didn't want to ruin the game for the rest of the players and that's a really nice sentence it, it yeah. is very nice yeah that's what I mean he was very sweet but I was just like no <laughs> we're, we're better than that and if, you know if you could, if you could find the end object immediately exactly it really would what type of groups are your favorites as in, as in, like, you know, you're thinking Hen or Stag do, yeah. Family Day Out, yeah. Kids Party. I think my favourite yeah, yeah. are families and just friendship groups. I quite like families for sort of a, a good and a bad reason, really. I like it because it's kind of nice to see the family working together and it's really sweet. You know, they're, they're spending quality time together away from like TV and iPad screens mm -hmm. and things like that. I think that's really nice. They're getting into a story. They're using their brains. I think it's really like quite a healthy thing to yeah. do like with your family. But then there's the flip side of it. And families usually come up with the best arguments. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they usually have the best squabbles. I was going to say that. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going down that path. I was going to say families can. I've always found that families can be quite hit or miss. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I like both sides of it. If they're getting okay, on really yeah. well and working really nicely yeah. together and it's and it's lovely, then I'm like, oh, that's, that's really cool. You know, they're a family. They're working yeah. well together. And then if they're squabbling, and then I'm just like, get the popcorn. It's like, oh, look at this. What's going on? It is quite fun trying to work out what relation they are to each other because usually it's brothers and sisters that I find argue a lot like people like if it's brothers brothers and sisters sisters like I always find that they're the ones that argue the most and I always find it quite fun just playing a little game of like working out how they're all related yeah you can um sort of do a bit of a escape room bingo can't yeah. you yeah when you're watching a group sometimes, because you don't find out necessarily a lot about them before they go in. So, yeah, you can be like, oh, sometimes you don't even know. Are they related or are they yeah. friends? Are they colleagues or, you know, what? So I definitely think, from, from what you said, that my favourite group is a friendship group that are really close to each other in the sense that they have, like, a lot of inside jokes. They can, like, make fun of each other and find it funny. Like, I always find that groups of people who are friends and they just click really well together... They're just so much fun to watch because yeah. they're saying hilarious stuff that they're laughing at and you're laughing at. So you're not laughing at someone, you're just laughing with someone. And I just find that they're the most fun to watch. I just think it's so, yeah, definitely friendship groups that just get on really, really well together. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. This might sound weird. <laughs> <laughs> We'd expect nothing less. <laughs> the right kids group can be really good. The right kids group. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna. I'm giving Simon a bit of a look here because <laughs> oh my god, they're the worst ones. Uh -huh. You're gonna have not, to elaborate. Not always. Not always. I mean, obviously, you need to get around the volume element. There's, you know, groups of kids will tend to just generally be louder than an equivalent size group of adults because they're so much more excitable and prone to talking over each other and whatnot. But they can be a lot more open to the 
immersive nature of, 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 of what we've got for them. You know, they throw themselves into it a bit more. Groups of kids can surprise you with, uh, with their approach or, you know, things that they know that you might not otherwise have expected, that, that, that sort of thing, you know. Again, not all kids' groups, you know. That's, we know some kids' groups can be like herding cats to get through a game. <laughs> yeah, so that leads us on nicely then to your least favourite type of group. I have an answer immediately to that one. Go on then. Drunk people. Like, <laughs> Hindus, are, Hindus and Stagus are fine, but a lot of the time they've been out to drink beforehand, so they're more rough with the room, so I just find I'm, like, more on edge watching the game because I'm just worried they're going to break something. So I feel like I have to be much more on telling them not to do stuff. Yeah. Um, so it just, like, it takes some of the... It takes a lot of the fun out of it. And then, usually, if they're drunk, I find they are a bit more rude and they don't get like into the immersive part of the yeah. room as much so if like I'm talking as the hint personality then they just like refer to me as like that girl from before and I'm just like well, you're just ruining the fun of it what's the point yeah yeah I just I definitely drunk people <laughs> yeah that's fair see I'm not a big fan of one of the things you like which is squabbling family ah okay <laughs> yeah that just makes me Super uncomfortable. I can feel all the tension in the room, and it is unpleasant. <laughs> I am For me. Yeah, yeah. I'm exactly yeah. the same. I I feel like I feel a lot of secondhand embarrassment. So it's like when you're at a friend's house and their parents are arguing. Like it's that kind of thing of that just like stereotypical. I am in a really uncomfortable situation. It feels like you're in the room with them, mm. and you're just with. An arguing family, and you're just not part of it, but you're just there. It, I find it really uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, wow, that's so interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable at all. And then I love going in afterwards, like, no, that wasn't so good, was it? You guys need to work on your communication skills. <laughs> okay, if you can revel in it. I'm, like that, I'm right. a lot nicer. With, that, with yeah. squabbling families, I find the exact same thing with. How families can be really hit on this. So can work groups. Ugh, they're like, one of my worst. Uh huh. So I I've had some weird work groups where the weirdest stuff has happened, including half of the team leaving before the end of the game. <laughs> they just left. They just left two people in the room. I think it was a company that were trying to integrate two teams, and the two teams did not work well together. <laughs> so they mixed the two teams together in groups and put them in the rooms together. Which was not a good idea because there was like someone that left early because they had to go and get their kid or something. As soon as they left, they just started bad mouthing them and just like complaining about them. And it was just like kind of uncomfortable to watch because. And then yeah. half the group just, and then just got fed up and left. Before the end of the game, they just left. They just left two people in the room. And did the two people complete the game? They did, yeah. They were having a fun time. They <laughs> loved it. I don't know. If I was like on a mandatory team building corporate thing yeah. that I didn't really want to be at, I'd probably take the opportunity to just walk out as soon as I could as well. They didn't even tell the other two they were leaving, though. They just left them in the room. Wow. <laughs> yeah. it, was it was really weird. It was very, very weird. But you could tell that they weren't even trying. Yeah. They weren't even trying to enjoy it. They weren't trying to get along with anyone. They were just very... 
it felt like they were very of the mindset like us and them with the team like i think it was a lot deeper than just doing a team building exercise because they just did not want to do it from the beginning but like they could have at least tried (laughs) (laughs) i think that um rather than say colleagues Mm -hmm. are my least favorite group you should change it i would change it to be a bit more specific and say Team building, yes, are my yeah. least favorite. Yeah, yeah. mandatory, mandatory. Yeah, team building. Because yeah. it, it, oh, I feel dirty just saying it. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things you just said, Katie, yeah. reminded me of a scenario that I had, and I felt quite sorry for the lady. So a team went into a room about, yeah, you know, I think it was less than five minutes. One of the ladies came out and she was crying. And it turns out that her and somebody else in there had had this, you know, ongoing issue. They didn't get on. The one that came out crying was the more sort of introverted of the two. So she obviously felt quite intimidated by the other one. Gets lumped in this escape room with this person. And I've been in that situation, in a work situation before, where you just can't get on with someone, you know, and you just don't want to be around them. And if I was in an escape room with her, I would not want to do that either. <laughs> so yeah, that she actually ended up just coming out. She was upset. Um, she went off. She just like went out, got a coffee, come back, and then she ended up watching it on the screen with yeah. me. Which you know, and she was fine yeah. after that. But I just thought that company just haven't taken that into account. No. Either they, either they have, and they're trying to make them get on yeah. by sticking them into quite a quite an intense situation, yeah. or they haven't taken it into account at all and just chucked her into this unhappy situation I mean I don't even know the details I was just kind of relating to it from my point of view because I just remember being in that situation myself and yeah so team builds yeah Uh -uh. I think I think it is because they don't choose to be there no that (laughs) is they're not the ones that chose to go and do an escape room yeah if you choose to go an escape room it's probably because you enjoy them Mm -hmm. but if your company is forcing you to do a team building exercise then it's bound to go wrong eventually yeah (laughs) something's gonna go wrong yeah do we have anything else we want to talk about i don't really have any more questions oh one thing that i didn't mention earlier which i wanted to say but i just didn't so this is going like way back (laughs) to when simon said that he uses your podcast about and he found it really useful for them yeah um games master because because i listened to it in the first month of becoming a games master and I think it was like one of the most helpful things that I found. I wanted to say that when Simon said it, but the conversation moved on so then. No, I definitely found that that helped, especially learning about one thing that I specifically found really useful yeah. is when you said about if people are in an escape room, they're turning a lock and they say, Oh, it's not safe, it's not working. Yeah. You just have to fish it together. Yeah. Like I didn't know that. <laughs> and as soon as I heard that, it was so useful because I would get stressed that every time that happened, I'd have to go in the room, sort out for them, and then come back out. But yeah. no, it's just, you push down. And you then just squeeze done. the lock together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say that daily, pretty mm-hmm. much, yeah. And it that's really annoying, actually, because quite a lot of people just jump. Some people are really nice about it, and they just say, oh, the lock's not turning, you know, and, and that's it. But some are really obnoxious, yeah. and they just go, oh, your lock's broken. Oh, you need to put some WD-40 on your lock. And then they need to sort your lock out. And then they say they should get extra time for it. Yeah. And I just say, you're pulling on the lock. Stop it. (laughs) Squeeze it together and it will work perfectly. The the top tip for GMs (laughs) from GM the GM. Um, 
is... Do you know who I am? <laughs> my, I'd say the top tip that I've gained from this podcast would be if you're about to give a clue to a team that they haven't asked for, stop and take a breath. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because they will... Just They'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that, that's, that's the big top tip that I took. Oh, yeah. I had exactly the same thing. Because I think doing the escape room, definitely. But even watching, it's so much more rewarding when they do it themselves. Yeah, like, it is. Even as a GM, you just get so, you're, you're just so happy yeah. <laughs> when they do something by themselves and they don't need any help with it. Yeah. And I did have a, a customer just recently who, um, during the briefing, mentioned another escape room they played where the game master was far too keen to guide them along through the puzzle. Yeah. Um, so this particular individual was quite adamant about not having any clues unless they really, really ask for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They really, really should have asked. <laughs> <laughs> I was quite sort of lucky, I guess, for that particular tip, that one of the really early rooms that I played, we had a games master that interrupted us all the time with clues to the point where I shouted, stop helping us. <laughs> actually, it happened to me twice. I'm, I'm actually remembering two rooms now, quite early on in my escape room journey. And I'd already been a games master by then because I the first room that I ever played, I worked ended up working for them. So yeah, really early on, I was just like, I'm never doing that. It's so <laughs> annoying because you just don't even get time to think about it. And it's just really, really annoying. And also, I've witnessed several owners open a new room, and they're so nervous. And I get it. They're so nervous about their new room, and they want it to be well-liked and well-received. They want players to have fun. They jump in, and they jump in, and they jump in. They're like, oh, no, that, that doesn't make sense. We better help them. And I'm just like, wait, wait, just wait. Let them just see if they get there. If you're really, really tight on time, then, yeah, yeah okay, jump in and give them some help. But if you have a bit of time to spare, let them have it. Yeah. Because even if they're on the complete wrong track, sometimes people can just, something clicks. and they Switch, get it. Like, yeah. They're doing something completely wrong with an object. You're like, oh, how are they ever going to get through this puzzle by themselves? And then they're like, oh, wait, and something clicks. And then they do it. Yeah. And it's just, even if you think they're on the complete wrong track, sometimes they're just about to do it. Yeah. So I think it is just, mm. when you think you need to give a clue, just hold off a little bit. Just take a breath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Check your time. Yeah. Check where they are in the game. And part of that, though, is being a good games master and knowing the game inside yeah. out, knowing how much they've got left and how much time they need yeah. so you can judge it. The games master, what a lot of people don't realise is that the games master can can make or break a game. They, can, oh, they yeah. control quite a lot of it. We control it. <laughs> <laughs> we are the puppet masters. <laughs> so you've um, just said some nice things about some tips that you got from my podcast. Thank you. Uh, but what do you have any top tips for any games masters out there or top tips for any players out there? I think one for players, which I've definitely got better at it in escape rooms. I said to Gemma um, about this and she was like, oh, you're looking at an escape room snob. <laughs> <laughs> because I've definitely noticed that after running games, I'm so much more conscious of signposting. So yeah. I think that's a really good tip for players is look out for signposting. If there is a picture next to the lock, it probably links to what puzzle you need to use to unlock that lock. So like definitely for players, just have a good look out for signposting. Like look for little symbols by the locks and 
anything that indicates what puzzle unlocks which lock because it's so much more fun knowing what lock you're putting it in rather than just trying it in all of the locks that have that number. Yeah. Like, it's... If you know exactly what you're doing and you're like, I don't need to try it on all locks because I know it's this one. Like, yeah. It's just... It's more rewarding for you. It gets things done quicker. It's... Yeah. It's just good all round, isn't Definitely. it? Yeah. Yeah. I think no player really enjoys having to try a three-digit combination in yeah. all the three-digit locks. And... Signposting is something I think I've gone over in a in a podcast recently. But yeah, I do remember you saying that to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, she's becoming an expert. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think a game that you played didn't have any, is that right? Yeah, or it did have some, but I I remember thinking while playing it, oh, maybe signposting could be a little bit better. Ah, and then, <laughs> yes, that was it. That's yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Critiquing now. Obviously, every room is different, so some rooms might not have as good signposting, but if it does, make use of it, because <laughs> it's a very useful thing. And some rooms don't have any, Yeah, as I covered on my bad things in Escape Rooms <laughs> episode. Yeah, we don't do signposting round here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they didn't have that accent, but it was like, kind of like that. Um, Siren, any tips you've been pondering there? Mm. I think a tip for players might be to, I want to say, never assume you've found all there is to find, but that could lead people up the wrong path. But yeah. I, I think you know what I mean. Yeah, I think so. Like, yeah. Don't just find a couple of things and assume that they're supposed to fit together because they're the first things you've found. Yeah. You know? Um, and also something that I see players do a lot is – they can only see one locked box, so they think that's the end. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, really comfy, and they think they've got loads of time left. We've only got one more box left to open, but little do they know that inside that box is a key to a door which opens something which contains five other boxes, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that goes along the same kind of thread of what you were saying. Yeah. Try not to assume too much, really, in an escape room, because they always take yeah. a twist and turn. Mm-hmm. This one's a bit more specific. In escape rooms, a lot of the time, you have to decode something. If you're decoding something, don't just get halfway through and then be like, oh, it must be this. Because you might be wrong. Like, yeah. finish decoding it. <laughs> That's what I just think. Just finish decoding it. Make sure you're right. Because <laughs> you may have assumed wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's an yeah. assumption again. Always yeah. finish decoding the uh-huh. message. Definitely. As far as tips for GMs go, I don't know about tips per se, but... One thing I found eminently useful when it came to resetting a a room was um, when we've got a number of objects, all of uh, a similar type that all need to be positioned in a certain way around the room. I've got a little story that I run through in my head for each object and which which one it is and where it goes, why it goes there, you know. I mean, so to help a new GM perhaps, or or a GM that's new to a game. To remember where stuff has to go, then make up a silly I mean, I've, story. I've been saying this little mnemonic for probably about a year still. <laughs> still, I do. I, Fair you enough. Know, it's, it's a nice little routine for me. It's comfortable. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, I, I do the same. I probably, yeah, I don't really think about it anymore because it's more automatic, but I probably do still say it in my head as I'm resetting to make up little weird stories. I, you do that, don't you? I do it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if there's things that are similar or there are things that I know that I always forget or I always have to check when I'm resetting a room. Which is everything. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) 
But if there's something that I know that I usually get wrong or that I don't remember, then coming up with a little weird thing to remember it is so useful because even if it's really weird and it makes no sense, that sometimes helps me remember it more because it's so weird and out there, but it just helps you remember it. That is a genuine, um, it's sort of a recognised memory technique is to make up a weird story and the weirder the better. So you remember like the old generation game? Do you remember the generation game? The I'm, look- yeah. <laughs> I'm looking more at Simon. Simon's a bit older than Katie. I don't think it was way before Katie's time. I know it. But I don't know it. You basically yeah. just have to remember something that's going past. Remember all of these items that yeah. are going past on a conveyor belt. Yeah. And in order to remember m- more of them, you can just make up a weird little yeah. story like the cuddly toy picked up the bucket and spade yeah. and went to the castle and... Yeah. Took a toasted sandwich. Yeah, took a toasted <laughs> sandwich to eat. And yeah, anyway, you get the idea. Make up a weird story and you'll remember more. So thanks for those top tips. Brilliant. It's really fun to have a chat with some other GMs and it's not just my voice going on and on and on <laughs> about stuff. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. It was fun. Thanks, guys. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Tune in again next time. And until then, keep on escaping.